morning, beautiful people. It's Friday, Friday the 13th. Oh, I'm Babs Ross Ivy. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. It is the end of the week, children. <laughs> uh, last night was great. Last night was the uh, New Haven Docs Film Festival launch gala kickoff. It was great. It felt really, 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 really good. Really good. So I uh, just wanted you to know. Black Barbie is alive and well and thriving. <laughs> so it was really good to talk to uh, Aaliyah Williams, the uh, producer of the film, uh, about Black Barbie and, and, and all the things. So it was a good showing of people. People showed up. It was at the New Haven Museum, which is always a nice space to be in. Uh, it was a lovely night. I'm glad I got to go. Glad I got to have conversation with uh, Miss Miss Williams about Black Barbie. It's really a good documentary. Uh, it got picked up by Shondaland, so it's going to be on Netflix soon enough. So they're re-editing it, you know, making it uh, Shondaland ready. And then they're going to launch it. So pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. So Ooh. I'm a, I'm starting to feel a little bit under the weather. Uh, you know, I have a severe dairy allergy and any hint of dairy wears me out. And... And uh, I was at bar the other night and had vegan pizza, but the salad didn't have cheese, but the candy pecans, walnuts or whatever they were, um, those are dipped in butter and candied. And so I feel them right now. Uh, I feel them. And uh, and I didn't think about that until I was eating them, and I realized, oh God, this is why I have to be Inspector Clouseau with everything. You know, I got to be Inspector Gadget. I got to be Columbo. I got to be Miss Marple. I gotta, I gotta do all the things. And I didn't dig into the sack. I just assumed it was just all greens until I got to the uh, candied pecans. And uh, so. So I'm having a little discomfort this morning. I mean, I'm on a, I'm on, a, I have a cocktail, uh, a medical, a medicine cocktail that will offset uh, some of the the pain. But it's just when it shows up, it just, it just takes so much out of me to recover. And uh, I'm glad it's the uh, end of the week, uh, but I still have lots to do. I mean, I have lots of things to do. So, so it's not like I could just like shut down there's no shutting down and plus you know i've lived with this for you know a good part of my adult life so uh and it's nobody's fault like it's if anybody's fault it's my fault i don't even know if it's fault i mean this you know periodically dairy slips in and and it's not because i'm not paying attention it's just because sometimes it just slips in and uh and people don't necessarily think about all the things that dairy is the way that I have to think about all the things that are dairy. So people just sort of take for granted, you know, oh, well, I don't know that to have dairy in it. So therefore it must be fine. And I, I can't think like that. I have to, I have to uh, go about being at it. So, so it's uh, a little challenging. So I say all that to say it's Friday the 13th. Um, I'm curious. Is anybody else curious? I'm at the New Haven Independence Site, and I'll get to that in a little bit. 
because uh, the Bitsy Clark uh, awardees, grantees have been uh, 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 turned turn loose, you know, like put out there, um, get them to testify in the Bridgeport election fraud. And it's nice to see Regina Winters beautiful smiling. Regina Winters Toussaint beautiful smiling face on the uh on the uh on the wall of New Haven Independent. I miss her so so very much. She was such a wonderful person. Smart and brilliant and uh, she is missed. And that smile that lights up the whole New Haven Independent site. She is missed. She is missed to those of us who knew her, knew her well. So, uh, you know, there are some people in this city who their loss uh, is acutely felt. Uh, acutely, acutely, acutely felt. Uh, happy birthday yesterday to Lucy Gelman. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to her. So let me let me tell you about the the myth, the taboo of Friday the 13th. Because I don't think people know it. Um so Friday the 13th um combines two taboos uh from the Bible. Uh based on the story of the Last Supper of Jesus, 13 people were seated at the table and it happened on a Thursday. And he was arrested that evening and crucified the next day on a Friday. So 13 is associated with that terrible event. That's that's one little thing. So, you know, so that's the biblical, uh, the represent the uh, the number also represents, you know, represents the portrayal of uh of the Last Supper that Jesus Christ shares with his disciples. Um um, and then executions <laughs> and sentencings were uh, sometimes carried out on Fridays in North America, making the, the the day known as Hangman's Friday. So these are little things that, you know, we all walk around with supporting but not knowing. <laughs> and it's considered an unlucky day in Western superstition, it, it, white people, because black people don't see it that way. At least I don't. Uh, so, uh, so it's just about the cultural origins of, a. uh, so there's a whole thing, CNN did a whole thing of culture, cultural origins of everyday things. And so, um, they trace the concept of the curse back to North, Norse mythology. <laughs> so you gotta, it's a lot. So you get the, you get the gist of it. It's a lot of, uh, religious rigmarole connected to it uh, and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh, uh you know just like those two taboos and uh, i don't get i mean i guess i get why it's creepy because if you're gonna hang people on the 13th that would cause a little bit of that's like some kind of terrorism vibe to it right anything that's like you know friday the 13th I don't think it's the harbinger of bad luck. I I don't. I'm not superstitious like that. I like black cats. When black cats cross my path, my luck is extraordinary, because I don't think anything black is bad. 
So I don't hold to that thinking. I don't. I don't hold to that thinking. You know, that's just white supremacy in action. You know, whenever they say, you know, put black on black things and black, you know, uh, and I know there's white folks listening like, I never thought of that. No, because you never have to think about that because it never occurs to you to think about when you say something is black or bad or whatever, that it's, uh, the association is always attached to black people, you know, so anyway, except when you're in the black, that's money. Uh, when you're in the red, you've got problems. But when you're in the black, baby, you're all right. So uh, so I'm going to go to the History Channel because that's always a good source of uh, telling you what's happening. I want to come up. Okay, here we go. So long considered, <clears throat> considered a harbinger of bad luck. Friday the 13th has inspired a late 19th century secret society an early 20th century novel, a horror film franchise, and not one but two unwieldy terms, uh, para, paraskavideka, trepia, triophobia, and friga risca, riscadicophobia that describe fear of the supposedly unlucky day. So just like walking under a ladder or crossing a path with a black cat or breaking a mirror, many people hold fast to the belief that Friday the 13th brings bad luck. And though it's uncertain exactly when this particular tradition began, negative superstitions have swirled around the number 13 for centuries. And while Western cultures, Western cultures meaning white folks, have historically associated the number 12 with completeness, there are 12 days of Christmas, 12 months, uh, and zodiac signs, 12 labors of Hercules, 12 gods of Olympus, 12, uh, 12 tribes of Israel, just to name a few examples. A successor, 13, has a long history as a sign of bad luck. The ancient code of uh, Hamru, Hamru, Hamru Rabi, Hamru Rabi, for example, reportedly omitted a 13th law from its list of legal rules. And though it was particularly a clerical era, superstitious people sometimes point to this proof of 13, longstanding association. Fear of the number 13 has earned a psychological term, triskadekaphobia. Triskadekaphobia. Hmm. Why is Friday the 13th unluckily? Well, according to biblical tradition, 13 guests attended the Last Supper, held on Maundy Thursday, including Jesus and his 12 apostles, one of whom Judas betrayed him. The next day, of course, was Good Friday, the day of Jesus' crucifixion. The, searing, the seating arrangement at the Last Supper is believed to have given rise to a long-standing Christian superstition that having 13 guests at a table was a bad omen, specifically uh, specifically that it was courting death. That's a lot to put on a number. Though Friday's negative associations are weaker, some have suggested they also have roots in Christian tradition. Just as Jesus was crucified on a Friday, Friday was also said to be the day Eve gave Adam the faithful apple from the tree of knowledge, as well as the day Cain killed his brother. A Friday is not a bad day. Ask anybody who's going to happy hour tonight. 
<laughs> so in the late 19th century, a New Yorker named Captain William Fowler, he lived from 1827 to 1897, sought to remove the enduring stigma around the number 13, and particularly the unwritten rule about not having 13 guests at a dinner table by founding an exclusive society called the 13 Club. The group dined regularly on the 13th day of the month in room 13 of the Knickerbocker Cottage, a popular warding hole uh, Fowler owned from 1863 to 1883 before sitting down for a 13-course dinner. And members would pass beneath the ladder and a banner reading uh, Moratori Te Salutamus, Latin for those of us who are about to die, salute you. Okay, that's pushing it a little too far. But then, you know, four former U.S. presidents Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, and Theodore Roosevelt would join the 13 clubs rank, ranks at one time or another. So Friday the 13th in pop culture, like now, an important milestone in the history of the, of the Friday the 13th legend in particular, not just the number 13, occurred in 1907 with the publication of the novel Friday the 13th, written by Thomas William Lawson. The book told the story of a New York City stockbroker who plays on superstitions about the date to create chaos on Wall Street and make a killing on the market. The horror movie, Friday the 13th, released in 1980, which scared me to death. I only saw one of those movies and I, then I didn't watch the other 2,000 of them. Uh, released in 1980, introduced the world to a hockey mask wearing killer named Jason. And it's perhaps the best known example of the famous superstition in pop culture history. And the movie spawned multiple sequels, as well as a comic book, novellas, video games, and, you know, other related marketing and countless terrifying Halloween costumes. <laughs> Why bad things happen on Friday the 13th? On Friday the 13th, October, on Friday, October 13th, 1307, officers of King Philip, Philip IV of France arrested hundreds of the Knights Templar. Do y'all know the Knights Templar? They are they were uh, uh, responsible for, you know, the holy, keeping looking for the, the covenant of Christ, the Holy Grail, that whole thing. A powerful religious and military order uh, uh, formed in the 12th century for the defense of the Holy Land. In prison on charges of various illegal behaviors, but really because the king wanted access to their financial resources, many Templars were later executed. Some cite the link with the Templars as the origin of the Friday the 13th superstition. But like many legends involving the Templars and their history, the truth remains murky. So if you know the Templars, I mean, I mean, there's a whole thing about them and um, uh, 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 the Knights Templars and and the legend and uh, and if you See the Indi one particular Indiana Jones uh, uh, movie they're featured in, uh, in, in one of the movies. So in more recent times, a number of traumatic events have occurred on Friday the 13th, including the German bombing of Buckingham Palace uh, in September 1940. The murder of, the murder of Kenny Genovese in Queens, New York, March 1964. A cyclone that killed more than 300,000 people in Bangladesh in November uh, 1970, and the disappearance of a Chilean Air Force plane in the Andes in 1972, and the death of rapper Tupac Shapur, 1996, and the crash of the Costa 
a Concordia cruise ship off the coast of Italy, which killed 30 people in January 2012. So there you go. So it's, you know, it's a mishmash of all the reasons why we think Friday the 13th is, uh, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't happen to feel that way. I actually, I actually just find it quirky. I, I think I'm, I think I like that other people hold to it in a way that I don't, you know, like I'm neither spooked or any of that stuff. And I'm not trying to be spooked. So nobody needs to jump out of the bushes at me. Uh, I don't need that in my life, but uh, I'm not, I'm not superstitious like that. I don't, I'm not worried about breaking mirrors, walking under ladders. First of all, I have no reason to walk under a ladder. So, and, and and if you walk under a ladder, there's a good chance that there might be a paint can that'll spill on you, or you'll knock over some tools. So I don't, I don't, as a rule, make it a habit of walking under ladders. Um, I like black cats. I don't like cats, but when I, a black cat uh, crosses my path, I'm t I tell you, my luck goes up exponentially. I like black people, so there you go. Black cats, black people, black, 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 black. <laughs> so, so there you go. Uh, uh, if you want more information, just about everybody has something on Friday the Thirteenth. Um, <coughs> uh, the Farmer's Almanac. Uh, let's see. So if you want to know when the next Friday the 13th is, uh, well, we're having it now in 20, this is the last one in 2023. Um, the next one is 2024, which will be September 13th and December 13th. That's it for 2024. In 2025, it'll be June 13th. In 2026, you get three opportunities to have a Friday the 13th. February 13th, 2026. March 13th, 2026. Uh, Friday, November 13th, 2026. That's some good information to know. <laughs> and if you're into Norse myth, myth, mythology and you follow all that Marvel foolishness, um, Loki is a Norse god. He wasn't invited. And then uh, he was, you know, he's a troublemaker. A fight ensued. And one of the most popular gods, Baldur, was killed that day. So that's that Loki North mythology. I told you about the Knights Templar, the Knights Templar. Um, they were all killed and whatever. They, you know, some of them got burnt up. You know, they, you know, put them in a, put them on fire or whatever. They were burned at the stake in Paris. <laughs> White people, y'all are dangerous. Dangerous. And then the Last Supper, which I didn't know. I didn't know. This is new to me. The night, the Last Supper piece is new. I didn't know anything about that. So, it, you know, Jesus Christ and his 12 disciples, the number 13 is associated with Judas uh, Iscariot, who betrayed Christ shortly after the Last Supper. And Christ was handed to Roman soldiers the next morning and crucified on Good Friday. All right. <laughs> that So that there you go. That seems like a stretch of the imagination, that one, for the Friday the 13th. So, I say so if we would do a word on the street, I would, I would, I would be out there asking people. So tell us, do you know the history of Friday the Thirteenth? Like that would be a good, uh, that would be a good question to ask, because I bet you people don't know, because people will just probably say it's the precursor to Halloween. It's not. 
I mean, I guess it could be if you want to see it that way. Because, you know, they always put like black cats and spooky stuff, cobwebs. <coughs> you know. And, and here's, this is how far, this is how far um, Friday the 13th goes. Unluckiness of 13. Well, what people think the unluckiness. You, there's no 13 floors. When I lived at the Taft, um, they just bypassed the 13th floor and made it the 14th floor. Now, for me, in my mind, this is why I don't. I, this is why I, I'm always at a loss why people think that this flies. Just because you call it the 14th floor does not mean it's not the 13th floor. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you discount that. There's no. There's no four. There's no 14th floor. Even though you're calling the 13th floor the 14th floor because you don't want to see the 13th floor. It's just crazy to me, right? We just we just walk in foolishness all the time, you know? And, I, and I'm sure it has something to do with uh, 13 being an unlucky number. I mean, is a rose by any other name still a rose? Come on. The damn 13th floor is... I don't care if you call it the 14th floor or 12 and a half, it's still the 13th floor. Yeah. And there's uh, no 13th floors in the elevator. You know, this is fascinating to me. So early tall building designers fearing a fire on the 13th floor or fearing tenant superstitions about the rumor decided to admit having a 13th floor listed on their elevator numbering. This practice became commonplace and eventually found its way into American mainstream culture and building design. There's no 13th floor in hotels and buildings. There's no... <laughs> it's just crazy, right? And that's how. That's when you could take something... Uh, this, this is how I know you could do anything. You could do any damn thing because this is so unreasonable. Because if somebody owes you $13, you're not going to accept 12. You'll be happy to accept 14, but you're not going to accept 12. You know, if I if I owe the United Illuminated $13, they want $13. <laughs> They're not going to say, I don't give a damn about your superstition. So, triskaidekaphobia, 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 extreme superstition regarding the number 13. I do not have that. So Triska Triska Deca Triska Deca is uh, Greek for thirteen. So you have a, a fear of you have a phobia of the thirteen. Oh, that is just crazy. But I just don't understand how you bypass thirteen and go to fourteen and think that it's right. <laughs> It's still 13. I don't care if you call it 14. And and if you say that out loud, does that increase the superstition? I don't I don't understand that. I don't want to understand it. It just seems crazy to me. So you know, uh so anyway, I mean, then they make reference to the famous Apollo 13 lunar mission, which was, you know, the most not the most successful foray into uh outer space. Uh, in the tarot deck, the 13th card is death, often picturing a pale horse with his rider. You know, I think, 
I think, you know what? I think we need to reclaim 13. I think we need to reclaim it and take it back from this foolishness of uh, superstition. I think we should. Uh, I don't know how we do that, except, you know, maybe I get 13 tattooed on me or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care that much about it, but, you know. But here's the thing. Lucky 13, because guess what? There are 13 stripes on the American flag representing the 13 colonies. Taylor Swift was born December 13th, which uh, considers, and she considers 13 her lucky number. The Italian expression, uh, translates as make 13, means to hit the jackpot. And if you get a baker's dozen at the bagel or donut shop, the 13th one is still pretty tasty. <laughs> Maybe we got it all wrong after the fact. I think so. I think so. I think so. There's nothing more than a number between 12 and 14. 13 is the number. So we shouldn't be afraid of that. But we've accepted it. We have, and it has become ingrained in uh, in American architecture and uh, just America as a rule. So, I mean, the monsters live at 1313 Mockingbird Lane. <laughs> I don't have a fear of numbers, except, you know, I get a little queasy around 666. It's interdimensional. <laughs> I get a little queasy about 666, but let me tell you why I'm no longer, I don't worry about it too much. Because, you know, people like the 666, the mark of the beast, or whatever the hell that is. And I only know that mess because the omen, right? The omen. He's like looking in the kid's head. There's 666 burnt in his scalp or some old mess. But my my cardiologist, his uh, address is 666. <laughs> When I first when I first went to the doctor's office and I, I went to the door and it was a six 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 I was like I was like okay what is happening here <laughs> cardiologist was six 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 should I do I want to change cardiologist now he has other offices I can see him in other offices <clears throat> but I think for me I refuse to like let that have some modicum of control over me. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go in. He's been my cardiologist and he's Indian. I know damn well, he don't give a damn about 666. <laughs> he's Indian. I don't even, I don't think he's Christian at all. <laughs> and even if he was, it doesn't seem to bother him because he didn't ask to have it changed. <laughs> it's right there on the door, 666. I'm thinking to myself, ooh. <laughs> So maybe I have a little bit of superstition. Not enough to make me like go to another cardiologist. I mean, if I felt some way really, I would just go to a different office. But as I said, I don't like to, I don't like anything to have that kind of control. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want to be worried about that kind of stuff. So I just find it funny. So Friday the 13th, we got we are taking it back from from all the scary people and the spooky people. If the spooky people enjoy it, have at it. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to uh, be extreme, but for those of us who think Friday the Thirteenth is lucky, I'm one of them. Then let's rock on. To the people who think it's not lucky, well, 
Spooky booby boo. Spooky boo. Spooky booby boo. There you go. Have it. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know what else to say. So, so if you're out there doing your thing, do it. You know, I wonder if anybody's doing um spooky cock uh, Friday the 13th cocktails. I need a spooky cocktail. Don't you need a spooky cocktail? What well, a spooky co Somebody tell me what's a spooky cocktail? You know those cocktails that got like all the like dry ice over, you know, like you know, spookiness over it. I want to know. Let me know. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. So anyway, that's it. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Uh, I'm not even going to sweat it. But it's Friday the 13th. So wherever you are out there in the in the big old world, don't be afraid. You know, if a black cat crosses your path, think of that as the most extraordinary good luck you're going to have. And if you think that way, guess what happens? And you behave that way, guess what happens? Then you manifest all the good luck to come your way. Because you you attach, whatever you attach your brain to reflects and comes back to you. I know this for a fact. So, so if you if so if you look for danger, pretty much you're gonna find it. So don't look for danger. Don't be afraid. I don't like cats as a rule, by the way. So white, black, or otherwise, purple, calico. I, don't, I just don't like cats. Um, for no other reason other than they just creep me out. They're just creepy creatures. But then I don't like animals as a rule. So, But I don't want to see harm come to them either. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm one of those people. I don't, I don't want to see people harm stuff. Like, stop harming stuff. You know, now I'll eat a steak, eat some chicken, turkey, whatever. You know, I eat animals, but I don't want to harm them, you know. And that's a contradiction, ain't it? You know, you got to kill it to eat it. So I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying it's not tied to Friday the 13th. That's my point. It's not tied to Friday the 13th. So however way y'all are feeling out there in the world, get over it. Go, go and play around with the number 13, see what it does for you. I tell you, my I tell you, my cardiologist six six six, and uh, you know, uh, you just think, jeez, do I I really want to go in here? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so that's anyway. That's the way of the world. That's what I'm going with, people. So what else is what else? Let me let me let me jump away from uh Friday the thirteenth. I just wanted to get some clarity of why why it was so loaded, why it's such a loaded day. Uh it's a precursor. And I, I and listen, I'm not a fan of Halloween either. I mean, I, I just don't care for spooky stuff. But I tell you what I do like. I do like um going by and see people fully decorate uh for Halloween. And they started earlier this year, like they started like late September putting up the Halloween decorations. You know, I don't I don't like the gory Halloween decorations. Like, I don't want to see heads hanging and all that kind of stuff. But I do like um, lots of cobwebs and giant spiders and pumpkins and witches and, you know, and then the creaking of the door. Like, you know, I like that. But I'm not going to haunted house stuff. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not walking through a haunt. And I've done it when I was a teenager. 
You know, you walk through the haunted house, they jump out at you. Oh, scares the bejesus out of you. No, can't do it. <clears throat> I remember one year I was running. I was like, must I must have been 13. And I my foot fell in a ditch in a hole and I sprained my ankle so bad. I had to be helped home. It wasn't broken, but it was sprained very bad. Oh, that was a terrible day. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So anyway, uh, so that's what we know. So we talked about the missing 13th floor. We talked about Friday the 13th and all the taboo subjects. So two stand out, um, you know, the Last Supper and 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 the Norse story <laughs> and the Templars, the Templar Knights. That's a long way to go, and the fact that we hold hold these for so long, you know, without question. So, so I'm reclaiming Friday the Thirteenth. I'm taking it back from the spooky people. Taking it back from the spooky people. I don't believe it's unlucky. And listen, universe, don't try to prove me wrong as I look around and say, universe, I'm talking to you. I, listen, I don't I don't need to be proven wrong. <laughs> you know, universe, I've always held Friday the thirteenth as as almost holy. So I don't I don't want to change now. So don't don't put anything in my path to make me question my decisions. I'm just saying. Let me hold on to reclaiming and re-narrating uh, Friday the 13th. So yesterday was the uh, last day to catch a movie at the Criterion downtown. That was really sad. That really, really was sad. Uh, it was really, really sad. And, and you know, I didn't realize that uh, that uh, they had been there for 20 years. It just, it just feels like they just got there. And I'm not good with time. I really am not somebody that is good with time. And Michelle Turner used to laugh about this all the time. Because, you know, I would say stuff like, oh, you know, like 20 years ago. And when I would say 20 years ago, I really meant, you know, late 70s, early 80s. And then when you go back and do the math, like, oh my God, I really meant 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> I'm 60. Freaks me out every time I say it. Not because I'm afraid to be 60. It's just like such a it's such a it's such a, a number that I never thought I would see. And it just seems like a big number. You know, and then I meet people who are uh 70, like Norma Rodriguez, who just turned 70. And who wears heels and dresses every damn day? I don't know how she does that. <laughs> Her and Nancy Pelosi are cut from the same same cloth. They're always in heels. <laughs> like Norma Rodriguez is always in a pair of heels and a lipstick. She is always in heels and a lipstick. I I, I think she would rather die than be caught dead, be caught out there without any lipstick on. So. But that's but that's women of that generation. They cared deeply about appearance and how they showed up in spaces, you know. Uh, and she was raised raised Pentecostal, so pants are unheard of. You know, women just don't wear pants. So, you know, so Norma Rodriguez, I, she must have one hell of a dress closet. <laughs> 
And if I was like, you know, 150 pounds lighter, I'd be over there shopping in her closet because she must have a hell of a dress closet and a shoe game that is that rivals uh, Nancy Wyman. <laughs> 70 years old. Happy birthday, Norma. You know. And I, I think she should celebrate that with all with all the gusto. So I know periodically she listens to me. That's why I'm talking about her. Uh, but I mean, she's 70 years old. She just she clicks them heels and wears those dresses. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I could not wear a dress every day, every day. Every, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and I have a lot of dresses. I could, I could, I could probably do uh, a, maybe two months of dresses every day. That's I have a lot of dresses. I mean, I have a lot of clothes. Period. But I could, I could, I could just rock nothing but dresses and skirts if I wanted to. But then after that, it'd be like, I'd have to put something on repeat. <laughs> Not Norma. Norma Rodriguez has enough dresses, I swear to God. I, I bet you she she rivals anybody in the royal family. Because, you know, they always in dresses. Uh, I don't think the queen, uh, the late queen, ever wore a pair of pants. Oh, she did. Because, you know, she'd be out there driving and and uh, riding the horses. Can't do that in skirts. Uh, so, so I think Norma has a closet like the late Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced that she has that many dresses. She has enough dresses. So anyway, I don't even know where I was going with that. It just cracked me up a little bit. Uh, it just cracked me up to, to think about that. Uh, so I was talking about being 60. This is fine. Uh, I was I was looking at the uh my Instagram and I came across the the post from um um uh, Deaf Sex and Money uh, and how they are they are shutting down because they got some pro they have problem the 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 people that were producing their podcast um uh, is going out of business, which is unfortunate. You know, so I still think they could find a way to produce their show in a quality format. Because uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of listeners and a lot of people like them. And periodically, I would catch something. First of all, the title alone is great: "Death, Sex, Money." You know, that's 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 just for the ages. Uh, and sometimes I would catch them, and they would just be talking about the most craziest ish. I'd be like, "Whoa!" And it'd be under whatever the category is. So I can't imagine that they won't continue in some other form. You know, they got a lot of fans, and they should they should continue. So, you know, I tell you who I wish would shut up. I wish Jada Pinkett Smith would shut the hell up. I, I just, you know, you know, they are, Will and Jada and their family are like the Adams family, but the Adams, but the kind of Adams family that you wouldn't like. Like we actually like the Adams family, you know, Morticia Gomez, Wednesday Pugsley, Mama, Uncle Fester. We actually like them. The Pinkett Smiths, not so much. They're just annoyingly annoying. I just want them to shut up. I want her to shut up. And, you know, I never want to tell a black woman to shut up. But this one I do. <laughs> this one this one I do. This one I just was like, girl, please stop talking. Y'all are the weirdest people on the planet. Some of the weirdest people. You know, we and we all, we all, we all watch how you raise your kids. And we defended that foolishness. And then your kids turned out all right. You know, as kids go, they turn, they're fine. And, you know, they're not in trouble or any of that kind of stuff. You know, we we heard the rumors about 
you know, philandering. And then when you came out with that entanglement and gave a new a new language to to infidelity, entanglement. And then when we found out it was your your son's friend, oh, I mean, it was just it was just icky all the way around. And we just we just was like, girl, just okay, all right. We we have given you a great deal of grace. A great deal of grace. And you deserve every bit of it. But now, go sit down. You know what? You need some time away to just shh. Seriously. Just go shh. Go sit down. Take yourself out of public. I know you're trying to peddle a book now. You want people to buy this book. You want people to buy this memoir. You know, Will already put his book out there. So it's your turn. You know, but I think we need you to just shh. Just go. Um, Take some time. Go to Africa and wander through Africa for a little while. You know, go do some healing work. Go go build a school somewhere. You know, just honey, hush. You know, I just, they just, and it's not, I don't dislike them. No, I do dislike them. But I dislike them because they're so annoying. You know, and you never get, I never feel like you get a straight answer from them. I think that's what it is. Like you, you never feel like, I don't think they're liars. I just think they skirt the truth of things. And uh and they, they just feels very they just feel very manipulative to me. And they might not be. They might be, you know, their, their friends probably think they're like all that in a bag of chips. They just get on my nerves. And every time I see them, I'm like, oh God, but they just go somewhere and sit down. You know, go garden. Go grow some roses or tomatoes or something. Cultivate that. <laughs> you know, I yeah. So I don't have anything else to say about the the Pinkett Smiths, except I don't care if they've been separated since 2016, and they out here trying to fool us with their what arrangement or whatever it is, because they don't you know they made a pact not to get divorced. Listen, plenty of people get divorced for less, for less, for less. So it can be done. It's not a, you know, <clears throat> you know, we got, you know, we took sides about the slap. We took sides about the mental breakdown. We took sides. I mean, we just, okay, we've just had enough now. I think maybe people are not tired of them, but I'm tired of them. You know, I was like, oh. Stop talking. But that's all right. So the next hour, I've got uh, my sorority sister and great love, Karima Meekins, coming up. Because Amplify, the second annual Amplify the Arts kicks off this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, at the Eli Whitney Barn, where Susan Clinard, uh reigns supreme. Um, she's leaving the space, but that's where Susan Clinard's, uh, uh workshop is. And she's packing up. So this will be your last opportunity to, uh, you know, step into that space. Uh, I'm so glad that I got to see it when she threw her little birthday, threw her birthday party over there. It was great because I've never been in the space before. I've never been in the Lewity Bar. So it was something. It was really something. And her workspace is just incredible. You know, I don't, I don't know where she's going to go. Um, I hope she, some magical place comes in her view that she she can afford and that makes her happy and inspires her to create more art because she is truly a talented woman. Um, 
So that's really nice. So Amplify the Arts, two days, Eli Whitney Barn. That's going to be good. So Cream is going to come on and uh, and talk about it. I want to know why she chose Eli Whitney Barn. Because the last Amplify the Arts space uh, uh, thing, I think it was like closer to the summer, closer in the summer and outside across a couple of stages. So that was that was pretty nice. Oh, and at the Keefe Center. So it was at the Keefe Center, it was outside, and it was a nice day. It was a wonderful day. So uh, so this is clearly in the fall, uh, in a barn, and in Hampton. <laughs> and, you know, it's a, a, a rundown of some great artists. You know, uh, her, her mother, uh, Linda Mickens, uh, Susan Clinton, of course, um, my other love, uh, uh, Amira Brown, oh, Luciana McClure, Jasmine Nicole, whose work is just absolutely gorgeous, Darnell St. Pfeiffer, and Shonda Holloway, <coughs> Edward Jefferson, Nathan Lewis. So there's a good good group of artists here whose work is going to look wonderful in, in the space. So I'm looking forward to it. So I think I'm going to make my way to it on Sunday because tomorrow I'm gonna to spend my time at uh, uh, the Afro Future uh, uh, Summit at Next Haven, hosted by, uh, curated by, and created by um, uh, Juanita Sunday and her curatorial team. So that's where I'm at. I wanna I wanna immerse myself in that particular thing uh, tomorrow. And then, uh, and I'm doing a talk with uh, a chef out of, uh, you know, the D.C. Baltimore area, and uh, and we are doing a talk about Afrofuturism and food. So you know, I listen, Black to the Future and Eat into the Future, Black too. I'm here for it. So I'm excited. So I hope he's cooking. <laughs> I, I hope he's cooking, and uh, and and uh, and Juanita told him, "Well, Babs has an allergy, so because you know chefs coming in with all this butter and cream and all this other kind of stuff, and uh, you know, might be a little challenging for my butt. I won't be able to eat nothing, you know. I mean, I even have to look out for salads because you know, those damn caramelized pecans in a salad or nuts or whatever the hell it was." You know, because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta douse them in butter and then throw them in sugar, and uh, that's the culprit. So the good thing is the cocktail that I take, the the medical cocktail that I take, is working. Because by now I would probably be in the bed, not able to move and sick, and and contemplating going to the hospital. That that's how serious it gets for me. You know, I always try to wait it out. I always try to because I hate going to the hospital. I don't know anybody who loves going to the hospital. But when I go to the hospital, you know, uh, before they pull up my charts, it takes so long for me to convince them that this is what's happening. And then this is the regimen that you got to do. And then they come back and they, oh, this is the regimen we're going to we gonna do. I just look at them. I was like, you know what you got to do? I need a cocktail of <laughs> steroids, <laughs> antihistamines, <laughs> and some kind of pain relief medicine. And you just mix it all together, put it in an IV. 
and uh and, and get me hydrated get me back hydrated that's how it works so uh and then whatever else you need to give me to shore up uh my immune system so my body could calm itself down right because because what happens when i get dairy my whole body starts to fight itself like my whole body just gets inflamed and it's just like it's war <laughs> and then it and then it beats itself up I'm like oh my god <laughs> So my body thinks it's his own enemy when when dairy enters it. So anyway, that's that's the story of me. That's why I was like, if anybody, if anybody, uh, if if anybody, uh, uh, if I go missing or whatever, or if you find find my demise too quickly, just look to see if there's a glass of milk by my bed or or some cheese in the fridge or something, because then that will give you an indication. Somebody did me in. <laughs> oh, today is a uh, national no bra day. Oh my God. Do you know what that could do for people? Ooh, I love it. But you know what? It's really designed to uh, go get your tatas tech, go get your tatas tested, looked at, mammogrammed, pushed up in the machine. Why? Because this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I got a little pink. I got a little pink. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So so uh, get those babies uh, seen. Get those babies seen. Get them seen. You know, it's not the only line of defense, but it's the, it's the best one we got at the moment. And I, I need everybody to get all, I, I need, I need all breast information. <laughs> It's a national no bra day. Get into it. Get into it. So I need y'all to uh, go and get these babies looked at. So thanks, Lo, for uh, bringing that up. That's that's good news. That's some good news to know. Good news to have. You know, good news to have. So get them done. Get them in. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to pull this whole thing up. Uh, when I come back, I will uh, have Karima Mickens on. And uh, we're going to talk about Amplify the Arts in Hamden. The second annual Amplify the Arts. So I'll be back. FM New Haven. It's time. 
this song is for you, yeah. Can we cruise down the boulevard while we're holding hands? Being happy like we used to be. Oh, yeah. Then I'ma pull up at the store. Go get you a roll. Get your favorite day. You know it's gonna be all good. Oh, yeah, babe. And if you don't mind, baby, I wanna make you smile all night, babe. While we listen to this song that I made for you. And this song is for dancing, this song is for singing, this song is for making, making good love to you. And this song is for moving, and you know it's meant for grooving, this song is for making, some real good love to you, love to you, love to you. Relax, go kick it in the park. Romancing in the dark, let the stars be our light. Oh, yeah, baby. Then I'ma tell you everything I know your body wanna hear. So, baby, listen closely to me. It's all good. Oh, yeah, baby. And if you don't mind. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. Hey, Karima Mikkel. Hey, Babs. How are you? Oh, my gosh. It's the second annual Amplify the Arts. Is that time already? I know. It goes by so fast. Yes, it is. I'm excited. Now, last year it was in the summer, right? It wasn't in the fall. Yeah, we had it Um, I be- like in May. Yeah, I think it was in May last year. So. Okay. Yeah, we moved it. There was so much going on at the time and um, thought this would be a, a good time. But there's always something going on. <laughs> and, and tell me about this venue, because you're doing it at the Eli Whitney Barn, which is which is a very cool, cool, cool space. Yes, I love it. Um, So we were 
you know, trying to think of spaces that we would want to um, move the festival. Um, originally, last year when we uh, had the first festival, it was in the park, um, open, had a lot of artists. It was open space. Um, it was good, but I really wanted to exhibit more this year, mm -hmm. uh, really highlight the artists um, in Hamden. We've had uh, our like our our art scene is growing a bit, so we're we've it had is more... <laughs> thanks to amplifying the arts. <laughs> so we've had more like vendors and artists and spaces like that. But I wanted to really just highlight the local artists. So um, we took a look at the Eli Whitney barn, um, and I I fell in love with. It. I think it's such a gorgeous rustic space. Um, yeah. So once we took a look at, it, I was like, okay, we have to we have to get this space. So it I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So tell me about all the artists because I, I was looking at the rundown mm -hmm. and I'm like, I had no idea there's so many Hamden artists on this thing. Yeah. So they're, so they're mostly Hamden artists. There are a couple that are not, they're, you know, from the New Haven, greater New Haven area. Uh, so we have Amira Brown. Um, she's uh, went to Hamden high. Um, so she's a painter. Um, we have, like, I gotta pull out my list to make sure I don't miss That's all right, because I, I got my list in front of me. Susan Clinard. <laughs> yes, Susan Clinard. And she's a resident artist at the space. I mean, when you think of the um, Eli Whitney Barn, you think of Susan Clinard. Like, she is, you know, she's synopsis. She is that person. Um, so I was really excited um, when she told me that she would jump on, like when I was thinking about Amplified Arts and uplifting the nine artists, she was like one of my first, you mm -hmm. know, along mm -hmm. with my mother. Um, and so I was so excited that she jumped on. Uh, we have um, Shonda Holloway. Who um, is so amazing. talented. She is. So like, you know, her, my mother and um, Susan were like my top three. Uh, at least initially, I knew I wanted to build something around those artists. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have Edward Jefferson, um, who's amazing. I have a piece of his work in my home. I love his work. Uh, Nathan. I don't Lewis. think I know his work, Karima. Oh, so, you know, he um, he does this like I, I ran across him in a Hamden at a Hamden event. It might have been a Chamber of Commerce event. Um, and he does these paintings um, and. The one that I have, I wish I I, I should have brought it, but there's this little girl in this beautiful yellow dress. Oh, I know and, this painting. Yeah. It was gifted to somebody yeah. in your family. My you loved it, And then they gifted it to, yes, I know this. Oh, that is a gorgeous piece. Isn't it? And she has, and, and he has lots of work like that. So oh, I, I'm excited. Yeah, he has so much. He usually, he exhibits at like um, Essence Festival and, mm -hmm. you know, goes up the van and heads down and exhibits at, you know, some of the big festivals. So I'm excited to have him as well. Let's see who else we have. Uh, Nathan Lewis and Luciana McClure. They're new to me. Um, I don't necessarily know them as artists. Um, Susan Clenard has um, exhibited with them in the past at the barn when it was open studios. Mm -hmm. I heard they have amazing work. They showed me some of their pieces and I they thought are, they are amazing artists. I went to see, um, I went to see uh, Nathan. He had a piece up at Connecticut College. I think okay. College with um, um, uh, uh, what's uh, uh <laughs> um, Lauren Anderson's husband uh was showing a piece up at Connecticut uh in his in his uh exhibition. Beautiful work. Okay. Yes, I've I've seen the work, and so I'm just excited. I haven't met them yet, but I'll see. I'll be meeting them today. Um, and they, you know, just seem like a perfect fit as well. 
And then we have Jazz, the, the awesome Jasmine Nicole. <laughs> oh, with my favorite baby. <laughs> oh gosh, she has the cutest kids. Um, and um, and then my mother, Linda Mickens. Yes. Yes. And St. Pfeiffer. So I don't know St. Pfeiffer. So I've I've seen St. Um, I think I met him probably when my mom had been exhibiting um in different places and met him there. I know he's a good friend of uh, artist Mandingo out of Bridgeport, and I met mm -hmm. him again there. Um, so he has some really nice work as well. So um, their bios, um, when I read like the bios that they sent over and what inspired them, um, you know, lifting up uh, Black culture and um, you know, just basically amplifying the arts and and the voiceless and 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 everything like that. So it just resonated. It made perfect sense. And so they, they were perfect fits. So, so it's going to be over two days. So it's going to be uh, Saturday and Sunday, um, mm -hmm. starting tomorrow from uh, one to seven and then Sunday, two to six. Yes. Okay. So did you have to narrow down the artists? Like, did you have a number of artists that you wanted? Like, cause I know you couldn't have a hundred artists in there. No. And then, then, you know, it gets because I mean, nine is really a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because you try to carve out space for everybody. And, and and some of these people got big pieces or pieces. They got pieces that need some room. Exactly. So we worked it out. I think everybody scaled their work as, you know, as vast as their pieces are. We had to select, you know, couldn't bring it all and just picked up some of their favorites. Um, so, yeah, we had a, a, a quite a few um, was trying to get a, a couple of other artists in and just timing um, some a couple of folks who were originally going to be included, had some things that came up. Um, so I think it's 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 a great you know, we have a the, the, the right people are here. Um, and I think um, for me, there'll be more. Right. So I am really trying to I'm, I just love the arts. I'm not I'm not the person that knows all the artists. You, I couldn't start naming people. I just know I just know what it does for me, what you know, how it makes me feel. And I'm just all about creating those spaces and lifting it up. <laughs> well, see, but that's a wonderful thing, because then it, it takes away the mystery and the and the and the foo-fooedness of 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 arts. So when somebody sees you who is like, you know, I don't I don't know a Rembrandt from a Picasso or from a from a Charles Bibbs. I mean, I you know Charles Bibbs, yeah, but right. but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you don't know all the players in the game. Yep. And so when people see that, they're like, oh well if she could get into it, I could get into it. Yeah. I know what I like and I know what excites me. And when I see something, I'm excited. So yep. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I don't. And I, you know, I have, um, you know, uh, been blessed to be around a bunch of great artists who do know. So they, you know, they teach me and I hear part of the names and breath <laughs> goes out. And it's just like, I, I like the way it makes me feel. And What's, so, well, tell yeah. me what it's like to work with your mom, because your mother is such a wonderful artist. Like her stuff is just so thought provoking. And, you know, one, a, a, a one, one piece of art will will drag you from one end of the spectrum and then another one will just, you know, make you see angels. Like what, yeah. what, what is it like working with her? I'm excited. Um, so, you know, she's been doing some level of art my entire life. I always tell the story about, you know, when I was a kid and I'd get the art project and, you know, she'd help me out. And, you know, when you're a kid, you don't want to stand out. You're just trying to fit in. And she'd have me creating these old big piece, you know, just all masterful pieces and shining too bright. Um, but I appreciate it so much more now that I'm older. Um, but 
I, I'm, I'm just excited for her. She's doing stuff she loves. Mm -hmm. um, and she's finally in a space where she has time. She's a retired NICU nurse, um, which is a neonatal ICU nurse, which I think are angels. Because um, yes. they see the most vulnerable as, the, you know, the most vulnerable people and, you know, and do that work. So um, she, you know, she had an opportunity to retire um, and now she can focus full time on her trade. Um, and I'm just happy because um, we're, you know, I'm coming across really great people like you, you know, who share their networks and we're, you know, I'm, we're getting different spaces. She just exhibited in Newark, which was like going home, you know, she's, we're from Jersey. Um, so she had a, a really great showing there, well-received. Um, so it, I, I just really, I'm just happy to see her happy. And so that's one of um, the reasons that, that I know, you know, what we opened up um, the bricks, which is a new space that we have and it's, art gallery and it's going to be a space where she can show her work right and so um i'm excited about that but i love i just love that she's happy and that's that does it for me so so i i imagine that amplify the arts is going to be uh, a thing that you do for a while mm -hmm. like every year and, yes and so so what is the what is the dream what is the vision so it's, it's so I, I first let me just do the plug um, and just thank the Community Foundation and the Arts Council for the REACH grant, because that is what allowed for this thing to happen. So during COVID 2021, the REACH grant um, was presented. Uh, myself and my sister-in-love, Katie Ramsey, we submitted the grant. Uh, we got accepted. So it was funded like the first two years. So you didn't have to have the stress of, trying to figure out how I'm going to get sponsors, how I'm going to, you know, make these things happen. I'm able to pay artists, pay performers, um, pay for venues, which is huge. Right. And yes. So, um, yes. You know, that makes a difference. Um, so I just, you know, thank you. Thank you. Arts Council. Thank you. Community Foundation. Um, so, you know, the intent is, you know, the funding doesn't, um, but that's fine because I believe that, um, There'll be more opportunities. So I do expect um, for it to continue to grow. My vision is, is just, um, so this, this year we have more uh, youth artists than we had last year. Um, we did a call out to um, all of the like local um, school systems. And so we have about 16 youth in this show. Uh, wow. From Hamden um, and Stanford, so mostly Hamden, and then Stanford has a few, um, and so we're going to showcase them, and they're going to um, they'll get awards. Like we'll have some of the artists like judge the work, um, and so I'm I'm excited about that. So I, what I would love is for that piece to continue to grow, um, because that was part of the grant to make sure that we had space for youth, LGBTQ plus, you know, all of it. I just want, you know, sometimes you see the spaces that, that we're just not always, you know, we don't get to show up in all the time. And so I'm about all that. I want to create those spaces. So when I think of, when I'm thinking five years from now, it's about that continuing to provide spaces for people to show art, not to, you know, to remove the barriers around permitting and, you know, all these things that come up when you're trying to, to, to host things like this. So, um, yeah, that, that's my that's my dream. And I, I feel like now, you know, I have a, a space. So that's one barrier that I don't have to worry about. And um, yeah, because you could just do this in your space now. Like, yeah, listen. Exactly. 
<laughs> it was right here. I right, cut the cost of paying whatever right here. So, right. all right. So, um, I love that this is happening in Hamden because nobody thinks of Hamden as a place of a destination for art. I mean, I no shade to Hamden, but I, nobody is think. I mean, we always think about New Haven. We always think about you know bigger, bigger places. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, we even think about Guilford as a place of art, but never Hamden. Yeah. And I think you are you are changing that a lot, like not even a little bit, like a lot. Like it's people are starting to think about artists from Hamden in ways that I've never heard people talk about before. Yeah, I think uh, so. What for me, what I see is, um, I think it's a, it's a culmination of things. So you have the um, Arts Commission you know, some of the great work that they've been doing all year long. They had the 50-50 hip hop, which was- Yes! Right? Wasn't that great? Girl, I was trying my best to get, I was like, what? (laughs) And then the scene with the swag and everything, I was like, okay, this is iconic. Um, So you have like the work the Arts Commission is doing, the work that the Arts uh, Department um, is doing, Um, And then there's just, you have things like Best Video, where they have like pop-ups all the time for different artists. So it's just, I mean, I think they've been here, uh, but the space is like where, you know, people are being intentional about creating more spaces. And I think that's why um, people are starting to see Hamden as, you know, a space to come to for, for art. I love it. I think I think it's terrific. I think it's wonderful um, because we never think about all the artists that are are in surrounding areas, which is really really nice. Uh, and amplify the arts is is just living into its own name. I think like you yeah. are literally amplifying the arts. So you know, I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love. So when I thought of uh, the word amplify, I was it was all it was like amp, and it was and to me the 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 thing behind the amplify is that art moves people so that amp is what that's about and it does right like it changes life if we didn't see anything during covid you got it like you understood because some people were in the house going crazy like you know couldn't get out and you had d nice get on right and show his artistic form of music, right? And and everybody was in that space. I mean, Michelle Obama and Ava DuVernay and, and you and me. I mean, I saw people that I knew in the space from yes. across the country. Yes. Like, a million oh. people at a one time. Yes. <laughs> like, that was so sick. So I just think about that and how art, you know, just change, you know, it stay saving the world, right? We talk about, like, it's just everything. Um, and so even when we don't even recognize how it impacts us, whether it's storytelling um, and, and, and all, you know, all types of art, dance, everything. I, I, it's just, it just, it just matters. And it helps us take, um, you know, things that are happening socially and, and, and communicated different ways, um, just, you know, interpretations of the world. Um, so my mother, she just had, um, when we were at creative, no, it was a creative arts workshop. I think it was City Gallery. Yes, um, City yeah, Gallery. That, that COVID piece that she did. Um, she has so she has this COVID piece. Um, it's this angel and it holds these shoes and um and and it has like in the wings like all these little trinkets of things that were lost, um or left left behind. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a better way of saying it. And it, it's actually in Brantford. But that was a powerful piece that. We'll stand the test of time because it, you know, it takes a moment in time, a, a too long moment of time with COVID. <laughs> but um, that you know, and that, a long, and that's long two like, years. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over it. Come on, over it. So yeah, that's 
I love it. So so let me let me talk a little bit about the bricks because uh, you have a you have a strong entrepreneurial mind, and I think you could have done anything. You could have opened a bar. You could open a rest. I mean, you could have did a spa. I mean, you could have done any anything. But you chose to do which which I'm seeing, uh, which I love seeing now that people are are opening these spaces that do multi-purpose things. Like it could be a bar if you want to rent the space and, and have a thing. It could be whatever. So talk talk a little bit about about what that means to you and what your thinking is behind it. Because I think that's I think that's a part of Amplify the Arts. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, I've always had this dream of having space, just space that could be transformed into anything. You know, I've seen it in the city um, when it used to be, you know, Studio 54, you'd go over and it just be, I just loved it. I, I it, it just was so drawn to how you can bring multiple people or multiple things into one space. And I, I think if, if I could have probably had a different life, I don't know that I'm, I'm probably not a gifted writer, but I do love stories. I love I could, you know, directing and producing and putting things together. Um, so when I think of the bricks, my, I have a, an amazing family of just like dope people. Like my brother is yep, a you do. chef, <laughs> um, I'm just, you know, he cooks, he has the Beyond Assault food truck. And my other brother has a boxing gym and my mom's an artist. Um, so we have all these gifts, um, and so I thought, you know, we need a space that will highlight all that. So when I think of the bricks, I think of a space where you may not know what you want, right? Um, or you may have an idea, but it could be anything, anything you want. And we're able to shift and transform it into that. And those are the things that I enjoy. I love taking something that, you know, and just building. I, I just, I do. It's just one of the things that brings me joy. Um, so with the bricks, um, it, like you said, it could be, you know, a day you come out and you just want to have dinner and the food trucks there, and then they'll take care of you that way. Or it could be a meeting. Like I have um, a pitch competition coming up in November. Um, you know, so I, that they're renting out the space and I'm pretty much running that whole thing. I have a memorial for one of my good friends who lost her mom and we're going to curate that. She's a curator and she's, you know, I'm really excited about what that will look like. So um, yeah, I believe the, uh, I don't want anything nailed down. So that's my thing. I'm like, don't buy, I'm not buying anything that will be nailed down. And then when I, I was at the Bergamo's theater and I was talking to Raphael and I was telling him about the new space I had. And it was so funny. He used those words. He said, I would just tell you one thing. Don't nail anything down. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, when I get it. <laughs> Yeah, so I, 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 I can't wait. I'm just, you know, I can't wait for all the possibilities and great things that um, we're going to do and local organizations and artists and everybody. I love it. I love the idea of it because um, you take a space and you make it into your own and it can, and people can imagine all sorts of things, you know, and not just parties. I mean, you could do all sorts of things there. And, um, and I love that. Don't, don't buy anything that you nailed down. Like don't nail anything down because the space is going to be ever changing and ever, ever moving and yep. turning into stuff. Yep. That's it. That's my dream. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you've got this event happening tomorrow. Yes. From uh, one to seven, which is yes. a long day, but yes. that gives people opportunity to run their errands exactly. or go there first and then go run their errands or come later in the day. Yeah. And 
Yes. And it, yep. So, cause I know that, um, and you know, generally open studios is during the month of October. Mm -hmm. And so I know, you know, art spaces in here. And so a lot of, um, of, of organizations, facilities or what have you studios are doing some version of that. And so that was the intent is just to make it, you know, I'm not, I don't expect people to stay. I mean, now if you want to, we'll be rocking because we have DJs, poets, you know, we have, um, what else? We have poetry, singers, violinists, like, so there'll be something for everybody and there's food and the food will be include, you know, at no cost to you um, while supplies last. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm not feeding no on, world, on both but... <laughs> days, on both days, Karima, Sunday yes. too? Yes, yes. So he'll be he'll the the food will be there from two to four on Sunday, but um it'll be there all day on Saturday. So I know uh, that the you're, you know that the weather might not work cooperate. We don't know because they haven't been getting it right all the time. But either way, it's indoors, um, so it will be available. You know, you, you don't have to worry about. It. You just need to make it from your car inside. Um, we will have vendors, so we have tents. I have like a few vendors that'll be there. Um, so it's a long day, but there's lots going on. So, you know, get in where you fit in. I know there are a bunch of amazing um, events that are happening that day. So, you know, hit them all. Hit them all. Oh, I love it. I love it. Great. Who, 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 who you got on the ones and twos? I want, because, you know, oh, you so I have everything. DJ Q Boogie, which is um, from Female uh, DJ Association. Um, we'll have, um, D okay, Dana. That's the game. I'm going to mess yeah, up. Yeah, that Dana game. game. Yep, that, that Dana, Dana game. game um what's it up charva oh god i'm messing up but yeah so four and, and another one i don't know but i'm messing up the names right now but four five four to five djs that'll be there with on different times oh i love it because nothing nothing keeps a space hype like a like a good dj yes right yeah. like you just need music and you just need you just gotta have music for any event now and yeah. DJs are like celebrities now, right? Like, no, these are, yeah, these are, and these are some really cool, um, cool DJs. And what I, I appreciated are all women, black women. They have this this uh, association, um, and they lift each other up. You should see them like posting and tagging. I was like, this is, I, I just loved it when she pitched it to me. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, we have to do this. Oh, I love it. I love that that there's this women DJ collective. Yes, because it's still such a man's space. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we think of men doing this, but mm -hmm. women could do it. And I love that Dana game because yes, she, I, I mean, know. I would say I see her when I think of her. I just like her beautiful hair, right? Yes, I mean she's stunning already, right? And then she gets on the ones and twos, and you're like, okay, girl, exactly. Okay. I love it. I love it. No. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So will people be able to buy art? Like yes. Some, will they, oh. Tell me about that, Karina. Oh, yeah. So oh. Um, Susan Clenard, she put she put a video up because she'll be leaving the barn. This will be her her last open studio slash Amplify the Arts. So she's heading out. And let me tell you, she has incredible work. I'm like, so she did like a um, live, I think it was the day before yesterday, and she was showcasing all of her work. And I've known people like, oh, I can't wait to get there. I'm going to be there at one o'clock because I've been having my, I have my eye on something. She was moving <laughs> the video pretty fast, but I think I saw something I wanted. So I'm excited for that. All of the artists, you will be able to buy. My mom will have um, some of her smaller work, like, you know, the angels. Oh, I love these angels. I have three of them. Yes. I want a house full of them. So, 
That is awesome. No. And um, so everyone, Edward um, is going to have work. So everything there is, you know, it's for sale. So please come, come with your checkbooks, your Venmo, your cash app, <laughs> um, visit, you know, look at it, love it. You know, sometimes people work out plans like, it's yeah, accessible. it's accessible. I, I love that. I love that. And that's an important thing, because I think people think you have to have a lot of money to buy art. No. And no. you don't. You really do not. And artists are willing to work with you. And I listen, Karima, I know high end artists like big time. The the woman who did the Michelle Obama portrait, mm -hmm. she worked out uh, 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 a art uh, payment plan with uh, with uh, the sister who uh, who was on CN CNN for a minute. OK. And, uh, and uh, and that sister bought a piece of art and paid for it over a period of time. And yeah. you know, she talks about this, like she's like letting people know. Listen, sometimes you don't have ten thousand dollars or five hundred dollars right. out your. But if you right. work out, uh, if you yeah. talk with this artist, yes, pay for no, it over time. You'd be yeah. surprised how much art you get. <laughs> absolutely, no, absolutely, I, I I know. And so what we're trying, I've been trying to move my my mom. You know, so she's she went from small to now all these big pieces. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> so it's like, okay, these are big. So just let me tell you. So she has this installation. I'm telling you now, be prepared. She has a version of a life-size Harriet Tubman. So oh my God. Just imagine. Okay. Is small like, versions of it. Like <laughs> yeah. this one's big and it was heavy. And I'm not looking forward to moving it again. <laughs> This heavy part. Sculptors are tough. I, I remember uh, Susan Clinard saying, she's like, oh my goodness, like moving, you know, like dragging and moving this stuff. It's a lot. And I'm like, okay, we're going to have to, we're going to have to figure something out. Like, here. mom, you got to make some scaled down pieces that we can like tote. <laughs> exactly. Because so, um, I'm going to want me a Harriet Tubman piece because that's my, that's my touchstone right there. Like and I just so, love Harriet Tubman so much. Yeah, her her installation is all about um the preservation of our history. She's been feeling really strongly um you know about the narrative that's out there um you know want you know erasing and yeah uh, like and so it, she has a her installation kind of speaks to that, but it's multi layered. So I I think it will be definitely of interest for people. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I did get the name of the DJ, so I just want—I didn't want to mess Go up. Ahead. DJ, DJ Soph the the Sage, um, <laughs> DJ Shavarda. Then we said DJ that day in a game, mm -hmm. and Michelle B, and DJ Q Boogie. So those okay. are all the names. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And and you know DJs come with their own following, right? Like they all have their own, right? Like it's crazy how they have their yeah. own little community of people that yeah. go where they go. Yeah. And I, and that, and to me, that's, that, that's a really interesting piece of it because it's like, okay, they, you know, the people that follow them are following them from a music perspective and they're going to be able to bring those people in and they'll be able to view the arts that they probably would have never, you know, right. or paid attention. So I love all the, you know, the cross pollination of all. Yeah. It's oh, I love it. And that's, and that's the beauty of a, uh, uh, of uh, of centering artists in spaces yeah. and inviting community in. I yeah. I love this. This is, mm -hmm. and I and I like it for this time of year. Actually, I mean, I love summer stuff and the festivals right. and in the parks and all that. Yeah. But right. I I like when you could just like go somewhere in the fall mm -hmm. and have a fall experience. Yeah. of art mm -hmm. and 
I think that was a, a missing a missing piece. So you filled in a, a, a gap. And and I I, I am um, gonna go to the uh, into the Afroverse over at uh, Next Haven because you know I'm I'm having a talk uh, about uh, Afrofuturism and food yes. uh, with a chef from DC. So so I love that you got two days. So I don't feel like I'm gonna miss anything. Yeah. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? Yep. I can yes. spend a whole lot of my Saturday at Next Haven, and then I can spend a whole lot of my Sunday. Yes. Uh, right. With 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 the Amplify the Arts, because I'm yeah. not gonna miss none of this. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why I said so much great stuff. Like, what I can't. I'm, I know. I, I'm gonna be there. You know, in spirit at Juanita's. I know it's gonna be fabulous. And so, as she said, she'll be over on Sunday. So I, I just, I appreciate. I, I appreciate it. All of it. It's so wonderful. So much stuff is happening this week. It is. There's some it other is. things happening too. So so what are your what are your what do you hear from your from your your constituents in uh in uh Hamden? Are they are they enjoying this 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 shine? Yeah, you know what? A lot, a lot of people don't even know I'm the person behind it. I oh really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I wear those other hats, right? So I was just like <laughs> Yeah, well you're you're the town clerk. So, by day, town clerk. By night, yeah, by night everything. Everything. <laughs> so, but I, I have, um, you know, talked to uh, bunches of people, you know, in in the building, out the building, and they're like, oh yeah, I saw the things for Amplify. I definitely want to go see that. I'm, you know, so it's 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 good. It's it's been good. So I'm excited to see, um, you know the Hamden folks show up in, in all neighboring towns. It's open to everybody. So come on out. Yeah, come. And and there's parking at the Eli Whitney Barn. Yes, yes. There's parking. And yeah. uh, it's right there on Whitney Avenue. So it's mm -hmm. not a, it's not far. You don't have to go far. You know, right. it's not on the outskirts of town. Like it's such right. a pretty, in a really good place. And uh, and I think the weather will be fine. And Yeah, it'll be whatever it's going to be, right? We That's one thing we don't have control over, but it's going to, and from what I hear, it's going to be fine. And I think one of the parts um, that was important, too, is because last year we had one portion, the Saturday portion was on the green in Hamden, and then the fashion show was at the Keep. And I was, you know, trying to be on both sides of town. So, you know, it's accessible to everybody. Um, but I think this, uh, it being at the Eli Whitney Barn is great because it sits right in the middle. Bus line, it, it's still accessible to all of Hamden. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right, and and that bus line is pretty frequent. Like it's mm -hmm. a very frequent, mm -hmm. so it's not like they got to like oh every every forty minutes I'm waiting right. for a bus. No, right. it's like every fifteen minutes is a bus running down Whitney Avenue. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so yeah. that'll be good. All right, all right. So so um um the the food truck will be there. Just one food truck or a bunch of food trucks? Just one. Just okay. One. Well, mm -hmm. that's all you need because yeah. that yeah. food that food uh, <laughs> is uh. Uh, amazing, and, uh, and I think people are will be pleased. And people already have favorites of what they like from that food truck. Yes, yep, so, yep. So know. it'll be there and ready. Yeah, beyond the salt. Um, and I had thought about more, but I I'm so conscious of food trucks and the cost um for them to show up to spaces, and so didn't want um you know for if people weren't eating like I you know I yeah. For the for the space and scale and people getting through, just wanted to, yeah, make no. sure. Well, see, that's keep it all in the family, right? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a family affair, yeah. and uh, and I and I think that's wonderful. And 
his food is amazing. So thank you. <laughs> so there'll be no complaints. So yeah. Oh no, no, you will enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. People will be happy. <laughs> and it's good food, right? Like yeah. it's good for you kind of food. So. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, Karima, I'm so excited about this. I'm so glad that you could come on this morning and talk about Amplify the Arts um, October 14th and October 15th. It's going to be uh, amazing. I'm looking forward to see what you do in the future. I'm looking forward to coming to the Bricks for whatever happens over there. And uh, I can't wait to see you Sunday. Thank you. And I'll just say that um, the youth artist piece of this, um, like I said, is with my sister-in-love, um, Transcend the Trends. Um, and they'll be taking care of the whole piece around the youth artists and just wanted to say thank you because that's a big piece of it. It was such an important part of it. And, um, you know, with her organization, it's all around equity and arts through education and mine is similar. So I will be doing more of this together. So just wanted to say that. And thank you, Babs. I appreciate you. And thank you because you always make me feel like we're on the couch. This is a virtual couch. So it was like, I feel like I'm just having a conversation. No stress, right? It is what it is. Come as you are. I love that. The only thing missing is some cocktails. Hello. <laughs> and by the way, I am off work today. So for everybody, anybody watching, <laughs> I took a day off. Okay. I know, right? Like, don't be calling me with nothing. I'm not, I'm not there, there. I'm over here. I'm doing this. So exactly. So, yeah. Heading well, down I, to my brother's boxing, um, um, boxing, um, event this week uh tonight oh so what, if, you free i have i do have a couple of tickets so let me woo. know so does he uh does he uh does he do boxing for exercise like i don't want to get hit cream i want to box for like for yeah. like fitness but yeah. i don't want to be boxing nobody that's what oh I'm no no oh yeah he does those and that'll be a portion of the bricks too so that'll be oh well let me know yeah. when that happens because i actually love boxing as a fitness thing yeah. I don't want to fight nobody and I don't want to get hit because I will cry and then, you know, no. But I like boxing as a as a fitness uh, uh, exercise. So Okay. All right. So I'll definitely let you know. Oh, oh I can't wait then. That'll be so, so cool. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Well, thank you, Karima. Thank so, you. Love all right. You. Love you too. Take Have care. I'll see you Thank you, soon. you Harry. Take care. All right. Thank Bye. you, Harry. For uh, playing all that good music, the Sticks Bones Radio on YouTube. That is so good. So, all right. I'll see y'all on uh, Monday. I'll be back on Monday. Do I have guests on Monday? I probably do. Monday is the 16th. Yes, I have Ash Fuhr from uh, the Schwartzman Center. So tune in for that. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking uh, to Ash Fuhr. So uh, I'll see y'all. Have a good weekend, Harry. Thanks, Paul. <laughs>